Hello, I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Dave. I'm Tinzian. And this is Death to Fortis Honor. <laughs> Never mind. I'm I'm too tired for this shit. <laughs> Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha. Annihilation, Jim. Total, complete, absolute annihilation. The gravity is so much stronger on the southern continent. Are you sure she doesn't have to spread friendship and magic as part of her daily morning routine? (laughs) That's 12th level, I think. Not even whisper or utter my name in your last moments. <laughs> that totally defeats the purpose. Cesar, do you have any sun rods still, or <laughs> bring out your rods, old man? Private confrontation. Not like that. Maybe some discipline. Had <laughs> his hands in all of Cesar's junk for six. <laughs> oh wait, that's not what I meant. <laughs> wow, we have a title. That's wrong. That's really wrong. <laughs> what? We need dice for this game? Moon. Yeah. Alrighty. I guess I'm good to go if you guys are. I don't think I'm muted. No. Nope. No. Okay. We're just right. ignoring you. Okay. That's good to know. Alright, are Give we ready? Okay. Gosh, let me one sec. I need to set my laptop up here on my lap. Let's call the laptop. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Dave. And I'm Tinzian. And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, June 8th. And this is episode 114 in the weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Great Area Podcast. Last week, we got into some trouble with old gods of many sorts, and Tanzian's going to catch us up on where we are currently. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. After a lengthy episode, Thorn uh, was finally able to approach Xanatari. Make complete and utter peace with her and restore the balance. Of the- Wait, no. 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 Xenatari no. uh, was able to discover the uh, piece of jewelry that Thorne had made in Razor's Master's Workshop. There is still a great degree of distrust, perhaps extreme dislike of Thorne on Xanatari's behalf. And. The drow have been marshaled into the Seven Pillared Hall under a flag of truce, provided that uh, Sabre keep them in line. The party has all been introduced to the vizier once again. In this case, he has introduced himself as Theris Dunn, which is one of the names of the chain god, perhaps the biggest bad, an elder god. The party has been assigned various um, stations within what would traditionally be considered a courtroom. I've been led to um, knowledge that Xanatari, uh, her character, uh, sorry, her player, has um, a degree of concern as to where her character probably would lie within um, 
such a courtroom in terms of right now she is supposed to be the arbiter for the vizier whereas Caesar being having never really heard of there's a dune before is going to be the judge Sabre is assigned to the role of jury uh, whether she fully understands that or not remains to be seen and Thorne stands by to basically uh, do whatever damage he can um, to slaughter his personal deity um, based on pretty much the, that deity ruining his life. So, in fairness to Xanatari's player, I'm going to let her um, start out here and uh, have a go at uh, Hearing... Uh, Thazadun's explanation for why I should get involved. Centauri is still dubious and uh, would not align herself willingly with a dark deity. Uh, and her people in the past know about this. They've had much history and racial memory, long racial memory of him. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I need more motivation for why I should defend him or even, you know, stay yet. So I, I guess she's going to just watch kind of neutrally and and see where her role in this is um but it seems like a momentous occasion one that would definitely be worth witnessing for her people so for their sake and for the collective memory's sake i would stay for this event at this okay. point the vizier um eyes you for a moment uh not in a calculating sense but studies you, your body language, and silently understands that uh, you are not necessarily um, much more than a witness at this point. Mm. Appears to accept that, but there's sort of a feeling that this could or possibly change, or, or not at all. Either, either way, the fact that you are standing here appears to satisfy whatever the situation is is there anything in terms of insights checks with your deity any other preparations that you wish to do um bearing in mind that your daily power which was used on bert uh remains unused because there hasn't been a rest period yet uh, I would look at Bert, who I'm still cradling in my arm and want to see how he's doing because i would prefer him floating around my head like normal uh, Bert is weak, but Bert is, um, a bit lighter than, uh, it was, oh, about a half hour ago. Okay. So there's, there's a, there's a recharging period that appears to be taking place, but you're not feeling that Bert is in mortal peril or whatever mortal peril is for a stone. Plug him into the wall, but he's not flying it. No, um, but the with the weight kind of off your arm, more so. Uh, there's some degree of um, levitation or whatever principle it's using to um, that's starting to come into play. Okay. Does Bert take double A batteries? Does he take what? Double A batteries. You don't want to go there. <laughs> Oh, I don't? No. All right. No, because you would find a way to unscrew a rock and try to shove batteries into its core. Don't need to unscrew a rock, just break it in half. Mm, yeah, that would go over well. He's not a geode. 
<laughs> can't go any worse than it's currently going. So, um, anything else that you want to do, though, Sanitary? At this, at this point. No, I'm just going to maintain my neutral facade and uh, wait until okay. something's useful. All right, um, Sabre. Mm-hmm. As as you've been escorted up by the two Minotaurs, uh, you come to find yourself before uh, a courtroom type scene. There's a large pedestal, probably about 20 feet high, 16 to 20 feet high, that is empty. It looks sort of like a desk from uh, The Christmas Carol, but just very exaggerated, kind of like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, mm -hmm. where you would see a judge sit. Okay. Above that, probably another 10 feet above, is a figure. It is all in black, features indiscernible. That is just sitting there at this particular higher podium. The figure in front of you is chained to a chair. You don't recall having met the vizier before, mm -hmm. but you somehow just found yourself press ganged, at least in title, to something involving a jury. Okay. Uh, you know, as Sabre walks up, I think anyone that's looking at her would first notice that, you know, she doesn't, she's not as tidy as she normally is. It's um, a good word. There's a little bit of, you know, there's some dirt on her face. Her armor's a little dusty. You know, there's some hair that's escaped her clasp and it looks a little dull. And she just looks tired would be the best word mm -hmm. uh, to use for all this. And she, Walks up and looks at the vizier, listens for a second, then looks at the rest of you and, um, what's going on here? Okay. Um, by the way, it is clear that whatever it is that you're looking at does appear to be some form of a hideously defigured mind flare in that the, uh, tentacles have been removed and it is somehow, um, had its mouth or beak or whatever maybe under those tentacles mm -hmm. sealed, you are still able to hear it, and a tube um, port is visible on the mask, but there is no actual tube being fed into the mind flare at this point in time. Okay. Anybody wish to answer, uh, Sabra? You want us to give an explanation? Yeah. Madness. As... Seven Bella Hole! Is, that, is this not madness? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pretty much the party looks at you, shrugs, you kind of see whatever Cesar's doing. Um, but to those that are facing back the, you know, you're all kind of circled around um, the uh, figure of the, the vizier. Again, there is the sounding of a bell. It is deep, extremely um, long-lasting in its peal. Very, very... Uh, mm, how best to describe it? Very much the solemnity of uh, a church. A church bell going off um, for a great memorial. Hmm. 
And there are sounds suddenly within the Severn Pillared Hall. You haven't realized just how quiet it's been. But spectral figures start to move down the aisleway that you came and begin to fill into the pews. There are, from what you can tell, Xanatari. Mm-hmm. There are figures and styles of dress that your people have not seen in a very, very long time. So in some cases, they're reaching back almost a thousand years into your memories. Okay. Um, the, the style of dress has been seen. You also have come to realize that there are other figures scattered about near the front um, occupying the front pews in different spots. There's a matching figure in each side of the pews, so on the quote-unquote defense side and prosecution side of the pews, which are the witness seats in this case. The same figure, looking figure, as what is on the top of the highest podium. Okay. There is the feeling that your deity, Xanatari, mm-hmm. is somewhere extremely close and perhaps in this area. Hmm. Yeah, but it is, more, it is more of a, a feeling versus a visual presence at this point. Okay. But there is the, there is the, the sound of thunder... Um, kind of that last couple seconds of rumble after a really good round of thunder that just seems kind of to be a constant nearby. Illustre is sitting in the pews as well amongst um, a couple of the spectral figures that have been filing down. And you feel that there's a few other figures there that are of immense power as well. Severely intimidated, but trying not to come off that way, Xanatari stands sullenly, crossing her arms, going, Let's get on with this, I'm bored. Okay. Xanatari, there's also, um, you come to realize, in a group that sits both split between the prosecution and defense, because there is such a number of them, there is rumor... Well, there's actually story and legend of a Kalshtar splinter tribe that went off in terms of searching and exploration mm-hmm. that was lost at some point in time okay. in the long ago past. You realize from the markings of one group of Kalshtar that this is actually members of that tribe hmm. in spectral form. I would note it for future use. Okay. Um, you're starting to also feel that there is magic at play within your own heads. This is not a an attack that is tripping your mind defenses at all. Mm-hmm. But you feel that you have access to sources of information 
that are somewhat along the lines of a legend and lore spell. Okay. Pretty much this will enable those who have the ability to speak through the course of this trial to get information as needed. Okay? Okay. Okay. So if you have something that you need, you can ask me, and in character, I will do my best to provide you as clear and accurate um, information as possible. Cool. Okay. You've come to very quickly realize that as far as you can see, there are figures in the pews. This place is packed, but now the silence has returned. Cesar, you realize that all eyes are upon you, including those of the vizier. <clears throat> um, right. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get started then. And he starts to, to clamber up the, the tall podium to get to his seat. Okay. You find up there that there is a suitably impressive gavel. <laughs> Okay. And an almost surreal view that the vast majority of this um, seven-pillared hall that has been cleaned out mm -hmm. is now swathed in the blues and greens and purples and other colors of these spectral figures. So it looks like that's you're saying it's full of these ghosts. Yes. Taste okay. the rainbow. As you sit down, the um, window above you flares into bright colors, essentially looking um, like the the colors start to shimmer as if you were looking up close at the sun, one of those nice ultraviolet um, movies. But there is now motion to the sun, and the light that it casts out, you suddenly realize there is not a single shadow um, or place to hide within the seven-pillared hall. But I'm assuming it's not something that I need to, like, shield my eyes from or anything? No, but you're kind of going, kind of getting the understanding that whatever is happening here, you're not going to be able to lie without it being, um, known. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, all that's up there is, is the, the large gavel? All this up there is a large gavel, and then up behind you, again, another ten feet is whatever this figure is. Right. Okay. I'll look up over my shoulder at him to see if he's looking at me or just sort of still figure. I'm guessing he's probably still indistinct in terms of his specifics of his face and things like that. Um, there's sort of an alternating um, visage. Sometimes it's just plain shadows. Sometimes there's actually a human face. Sometimes there's an elf face. 
there's not a particular gender all the time. And sometimes it's a skull or like the bottom part of a skull. So you never see the eyes, mm-hmm. but there's enough kind of going on that there is apparently a large reputation, sorry, a representation pool that it's drawing from. Must <laughs> not be stereotypical about death now. <laughs> Could be a woman. Could be. That's why I was saying, it's, you know, there's the male and female aspects. Okay. Okay. So after doing that, he'll he'll turn. He'll uh, he'll heft the gavel, sort of get a, a feel for its weight, and then with with great relish, bang it down a few times. Uh, oh, order or order. Uh, that the uh, this court is is called to to order to session to session. That sounds good. Yes. Uh, begin. Okay. There's a moment as if time itself and you guys are masters of, of really, really crazy, uh, freaky time situations. You realize that there, that this is one of those events that those outside the hall may or may not believe, but you are now part of legend just for being here. Xanatari's belief that, um, this is something to view is reaffirmed across all of you. There is an understanding that what happens here could have a wider impact out into the world um, beyond what you've saved so far, and possibly the planes. For those who were not aware of other existences in terms of the planes, the elemental planes, the abyss, the celestial heavens, all those sorts of things. Knowledge of the planes is now present within your head. Okay. I think the gravity of the situation, or um, how important this is, is kind of lost on Thorn, given that right now his only focus or intention is actually killing Thera's, uh, Thera's done. Mm-hmm. So I, that's that's slightly lost on him. It's he's he's very, very tunnel-visioned right now. Okay. The figure of the vizier in his chair, the chair rises up and moves over to where the prosecution would normally reside in a standard courtroom. Mm Mm-hmm. There is a, you know, the, the chair turns very slowly and settles. Whenever the chair is in motion, you can clearly see that the chains that he is, that he has on his arms and all about him constrict greatly. He may have freedom of movement to a limited degree, but there is no physical movement. So he's always trading something back and forth. There's a give and take. Either he can move his position and not move himself, or he can have a limited range of movement in his chair, but the chair is not moving. Hmm. There is a nod given by the vizier towards the judge, and then actually 
a greater nod of respect given towards Thorn. Starting the Vizier Speaks, Your Honor. Today is the day of either my damnation or my redemption. It is at my call and is at my request. Will this court hear me? Yes, this this court will hear you. What, with a, what with do you a, have to say? With a continue with a nod that follows up, books start to appear around the area of the court. These are the big sort of uh, large grimoire books that you would see in a, in a Disney movie up on a pedestal, big, thick, um, type deals. Every single one of them is unlocked, but even with the pages closed and, and the books closed, you can tell that the, um, each page has been touched. There's just something that you know inherently within, by looking at these books, every single one of these pages has been touched. And that any single one of them can be opened, and none are trapped. Show me where the bad librarian. <laughs> I was already going to. Okay. Um, Knowing it's half the battle. Unfortunately, there's no battle. <laughs> um. All right. Could I? Could right. I assume that this is Exhibit A? These, this is a record of every single um, crime and atrocity that I have done. From the time that I was a human, in the year six of the year of burnt sleep, everyone would know that right now that is approximately 2,000 years ago, to now. I have done everything that these people have claimed throughout history that I have done, and I've recorded it here. Right, well, uh, I guess I'll have to take your word for that. But, uh, so, you, uh, you, uh, plead guilty to all of these, these acts and deeds recorded here, I take it? I do, with the addition of one that is not written down. Oh, is that is that one one special one? Or are you are you going to uh, enlighten us as to your your unrecorded evil deed? The cinematic cues. I have committed a crime against my own nature. I have been struck with wanting penance, and have spent the last 200 years making these records and attempting to serve some degree of penance. Each of you here remembers those slaves when you first arrived. Ooh, the ones he was sucking their... their I, I certainly mouth. do. Those were my various incarnations, forced to digest the memories of everything that I've done. 
Well, it, it, it sounds like you're, well, all right. This might not be entirely relevant, but, uh, you've, you've called this trial to, uh, seek some punishment for yourself, yet you've already been imposing, uh, some sort of, of penance on yourself. What, uh, what more are you asking? In the past, I've always dominated. I've always expressed my will. Always controlled the situation. In this case, in order to be properly redeemed, I need to, well, copy you mortal beings in how you handle your systems of justice. And, well, and again, to more to satisfy my my curiosity than anything else what what brought about this this urge this this desire of yours to to seek to seek penance uh you say roughly 200 years ago i was destroying a village the children there watched every single one of their parents die put down put down by my cult and put down by me they stood against me. For some reason, I found myself unable to put them down. This one particular village, I could not decimate. I had a sense of remorse. Is there uh, anything special about this village? Besides the fact that it, that it brought about this, this feeling you claim? No. Well, clears <laughs> that up. Oh, I, I'm really sorry to the. Yeah, to the this is. I thought this was going to be a lot better, but I'm apparently bombing it bad. No, bombing it bad. I just I need to move it along a little quicker. That's all. Mm-hmm. Trying to, but I apologize all the same. Um, in essence, uh, there was nothing, he's telling the truth, there was nothing special about this village whatsoever. Okay. Um, just the fact that, you know, he's had people flee in his name, he's wiped out things, but for some reason they actually stood against, you know, these ki- these children stood against him, and he kind of had a Grinch moment. Right. Well, uh, so as, as your defense, you, uh, are offering no defense. <laughs> You're claiming that you are guilty of all of these acts that you, uh, have so, uh, graciously laid out for us in a somewhat easy to digest format, given enough time. Uh, and you, uh, seek punishment uh is there uh, any any further steps before we should uh allow the uh the jury and he motions to sabre kind of half heart not half heartedly but more in a sort of, uh you know we're playing along with this whatever this is that he set up uh is there uh 
anything else but before we uh, allow the, the, the jury to deliberate, as it were? I've worked against myself and my usual nature, as I've mentioned. However, there is this other side of existence that you heroes seem to follow. You all in particular, I've taken great notice of. and Well, I wanted to try and be a hero as well, an adventurer, but I cannot. It is beyond my means. Yet, I knew of these drow below. In fact, I may have placed them outside of their own time stream for a while. But these drow needed saving. These drow needed assistance. And I have done my best to enable all of you to go and rescue, to be able to rescue them instead of wiping them out. I have tried as one who has been pure and utter evil to do some small measure of good. It seems to be an impossibility. Therefore, it is my hope that at some point I am able to show a sense of redemption. Well, uh, what, uh, what specifically did you do to, uh, to cause this act of, of good, as you say, to occur? Uh, since it, it sounds like you're saying you couldn't, uh, interfere directly, if I can interpret your words, uh, that way, what, uh, what acts did you take then? I managed to free a couple. I managed to bring some of them out to you. I managed to bring you all here to this prison. Whoa, Xanatari is going to get get very irate at this point if she can step in. Okay, go ahead. Um, she's done and tolerating all of the circular talk and the unexplained, you know, backstories, and again, is only here just purely for the display to keep the memories of her people, but this guy is getting her to the point where she's going to step in now and say, you know, there's a lot of holes in your story. First of all, we're here because we are trying to find out what is happening to Winterhaven. You didn't bring us here. We found ourselves here. We earned our own citizenship through our own acts, found the door that we were looking for, got there through a strange time distortion by fighting our own battles, found a city where we ended up destroying the majority of the drow, and then Sabre chose to save some. I failed to see where you have stepped in in any measure other than taking some of our memories and sorting through them for your own amusement. This is the first of my ejections, and I have several. The vizier nods and goes, Indeed. But I do not stand against you. Could you stand against us? In my mindset now? No. Previously, before we arrived, do you have the power to stop us from doing what we came here to do? I have full access to my abilities, I would think. 
considering that you're chained and masked and your mouth is bound and you have no tentacles, and you don't seem to be running this city, I'm confused on how you would stop us. This is my nature. I could perhaps have full use of my godly abilities. Perhaps, in my own mind, I've locked enough of those away that I could not stand against you. I chose, though, from you entering into the city on your quest to not stand in your way. My purpose and my goals in this were to aid you instead of standing them instead of standing up against you. And how exactly did you aid us? Because I, I kind of recall almost dying several times as per usual. You could have been wiped from existence stepping through the door. It's an it's a powerful boast, but we've seen worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't see how a god who feels that he's evil would want to redeem himself. There's no motivation here other than some children looked at you with tears in their eyes, and suddenly now you have a, a altruistic goal to do good. This this is questionable to me. I feel like there's something in it for you. Your punishment, whatever you're seeking, is probably for your own gain in some way. You're not convincing in your, your sudden change of heart. And that is why I am leaving this matter to you all. There is the principle of the God Slayer. We gods interact with each other all the time. Yet there is never this grand, even in, even in a grand war against gods, an entire pantheon is never wiped away. A god can never truly kill a god. All the legends, all the myths that you, you and your other peoples and the peoples before you that no longer walk this world know that it is at the hand of mortals that a god truly dies. I am putting myself here because I have nothing wish. but a feeling. Perhaps a death wish, perhaps not. I feel that I should act in contrary nature to my own ways. I have been doing what I feel I should be doing since then. So, I put myself to you whether I am indeed seeking redemption or not. I'm trying to find my path. I still think if we punish you <coughs> in the way that you're choosing, let's say we decide to kill you, and the executioner has his way, uh, I feel that there'll be some benefit that is in your... In your um, I guess on your side, let's say you die, maybe you strengthen another god's position and that's your reason. Maybe you die and you're reborn in some way. There's something that's a benefit to you here that we're not seeing. You wouldn't just want to die because of some sense of justice and just totally change your ways. Are you able to lie? Of course. Are you able to lie here? I assume so. Really? Try, try! 
Oh, let's see. Uh, it's one of those things where if I say yes, I'm able to lie, then I could be lying, and then that would invalidate my yes. It's a twisted circle. There's... You're coming to understand and realize that under the light of this sun, whenever you try to think up a, if you try to think up a lie or try to not think up a lie, mm-hmm. whenever you think of something that is a lie, you suddenly realize that you're thinking the truth of the matter. Okay. So if somebody asks you if the sky is the sky is you know if you're thinking okay I'm gonna lie and say the sky is green, mm-hmm. you're like the sky is blue or clear if you want to go to the science geeky thing and just. <laughs> Okay, so then I can ask direct questions and say things like, hey, is there any benefit to you if you are declared guilty? You can absolutely do that, but you can also understand that there is also, you can also ask if anyone else can lie and put together, is he being deceiving at this point in time? But yeah, you can ask whatever you want. Well, Xanatar doesn't trust anyone else is the problem. Like, I could ask them, but... You know, they've lied in the past. I can't trust Thorn. He's obviously hiding things in his cult. Um, you know, we don't know what's going on with Cesar. He and I are sort of, like, confused about running away or staying or whatever. And Sabre's just, like, off in la-la land of something <laughs> with uh, with Illustre. Probably just staring at Illustre, to be honest. Looking at his hand and other body parts, not quite sure. <laughs> so I would just ask him. Sabrina's tripping. He's like, whoa. Uh, colors, man. Out, man. She's probably all <laughs> excited about the rainbow colors of the spirits. My okay. finger has, my head has five fingers. Like, whoa. Okay. Um, go ahead and ask whatever question you want, Zenitar. I'm asking if there's any benefit to his being declared guilty to him. No. Any benefit to anyone else uh, that he is in somehow co- cohorts with? No. I have not known to have associations. And what's the purpose of him? I mean, what is the the sudden change of heart? What's the impetus for that? No stupid stories about children's tears. I don't know. A situation compelled me. It made me curious. It led me... I just feel on this path. Why does adventure call to you? This seems to be my calling for this point in time. I risk all. What do you gain if you're not declared guilty? Why risk this? There's no win for you. You die and then you feel better as you're dead? That doesn't make any sense. There's no purpose. There is the potential that I have redemption. There is the potential that I am pardoned of all that I have done. There is the potential that in the future, my name may be both bad or good, even if it just simply blends along the medium line, the line of gray. There is the potential for something to happen here. Why don't you just change your ways instead of making everybody else pass judgment on you? It's like a way of passing the responsibility on to us that somehow you're required to now change your ways because we've said so. Why don't you just change your ways? 
said I've it before. been trying to. It's, it's hmm? like uh, how uh, a god can't kill a god. It's up to us. I've been working to change my ways. I've been doing penance. I have been attempting to catalog freely. I am admitting everything. There is just an idea that having dominated my will across so many places, this notion of trial, let others find out and decide my fate. And yet you've managed to manipulate us here into this town to save these drow. You are, you are guilty and I should kill you now. You don't get any hostility off the, um, off the vizier, but he nods at you. You, you like to nod a lot at me, don't you? We'll be doing less of that when I'm finished with you. Again, it looks like there's a smile from behind the mask. Or some sort of expression. Mm-hmm. Sabre, is there anything on in terms of the jury that you're looking at that you might want need might need to pass a note for the judge or anything along those lines? Or are you just kind of watching this? She's been watching it kind of bewilderingly for the for the past couple minutes, but whenever he starts talking about the village and the children, it's like sh- her head snaps over to him and just like laser focuses on what he's saying. And her hand kind of involuntarily comes up around her throat. And just before she's about to touch her collar, it's like she remembers something and she puts her hand back down. Okay. But aside from that, she's just trying to kind of process what's being said. Okay. Um, there you go, uh, Thorn, for your back channel info. Thank you. This, by the way, this information that was passed along um, in the back channel is known to all members of the party. Okay. In character. Can we not say it? Is it super secret? Nope, you can say it. You can use it however you want. Why don't you just declare it to the actual listeners? Okay. Um, the, <laughs> race of, the race of... Uh, village that was destroyed it's a variant of a wood elf race that was wiped out for the most part aside from uh, smaller pockets that continue to this day the Dorn Tier okay. does that have what any significance? A, yeah what makes them a variant are they just a um, splinter group like the Kalishtar or there, it's, it's more of, you know, there's the razor claw shifters, but it would be like another tribe that, you know, just kind of lived in a geographic different area, but had the characteristics of, you know, what. Oh, else. so we're, we're talking like the difference between like a long tooth shifter and a razor claw shifter. Yes. Okay. Yeah, not, not, not as, not as close as like one of the Indian nations type things, but more 
oh, hey, you know what? This group grew up over here. This other group went up in Japan. But essentially, what else type deal? Um, they, it's not known what impact they would have had on history. They were somewhat of a nomadic group. Um, but clearly they had a good knowledge of animal husbandry, those sorts of things. Some of their ideas, um, are theories that are in practice elsewhere. Um, but there's a lot that potentially could have been lost to the ravages of time. Or maybe. Okay. And it's also um, highlighted in one of the books. You can actually, by looking through and, and talking about it, you all have an idea as to which tome um, this information would have been written in. That green one over there. Oh, with the dragon on the cover. Mm-hmm. The one time with the beach ball at the beach. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, uh, I've uh, not really done this before. Uh, does uh, anybody else have anything to say uh, for for or against uh, his uh, his guilt or innocence? Any anything more from you, Xanatari? Who seem to be taking up the the, the prosecution side of things? <laughs> um. And what will you do, Tharzadun, if you're declared innocent and your charges are somehow dropped, or your penance is not death, but some sort of bound uh, for all eternity method of making things quote-unquote good? How will you determine this, being a god who is not known for his generosity? There's... The vizier's fingers tap on the chair. I would renounce any remaining power I have and seek mentorship under another deity. And perhaps at some point in time become known as a herald to that deity. Perhaps in further time gain abilities of my own better suited to at least a grayer or lighter path. Or I could potentially fail and fall back into the abyss and there is no change. Oh, hmm, huh. is there a deity that would possibly be a deity of wood elves that could possibly be the just circle of... <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. He shrugs, and uh, there there are various deities of elves out there, but none none of the none of the deities present within the audience um, within the witnesses um, rises or speaks. Okay. I guess I would say. Go ahead. Who would take you in, Mad God? Which which other of those deities that reign so supreme would take you under their wing and mentor you? 
probably those who are either so steadfast in law as to think to keep an iron hand upon me, or those of nature who would see me rebuild what I've destroyed. And what of the vacuum that you leave? Someone must be the god of madness, else it cannot exist in the world. And we all know that can't, uh, can't happen. Oh, there are others far, far, far worse than I. Those portfolios, those... Ah, those descriptions of those days, those have largely been plundered already. So we should remove you and let another more evil and worse god take your place? I think not. Mm, these are established gods that have picked at the scraps. This is not the forming of a new god from one that is not. You see the metal you... corpus. And why would you share your plan with us? I have been asked a question, and I am attempting to answer. It serves my purposes. It serves what this is supposed to be about, I suppose. Bound for all eternity or dead, it matters not to me. Right. Well, uh, does it matter to anybody else? Um, I think it should matter next week. <laughs> well, uh, maybe the, uh, unless, uh, uh, the chained guy, if you have, uh, anything else to say, maybe we should, uh, put it to the jury to deliberate. Okay. With that, Zanatari, take us on out. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at com. Find us on iTunes or on Twitter at DeathD4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers at Genesee.com or SignalsMedia.com. And stay tuned for next week. If you are on Twitch, you can find us 10.30 Eastern Time on Fridays. And please subscribe if you've not already. We will continue our travels next week. And thank you for listening. And don't forget to donate. We always take donations. <laughs> because then you won't hear this. You need to buy another keyboard. It's not loud. That's the purpose. Yes. Donate to the podcast. Make <laughs> us a, a better community. <laughs> help us help you. Help us help entertain us you. This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to SignalsMedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really? <laughs>